the Lord. This morning they took us to the old time religion. Good songs and we thank God for that. Hallelujah. The Lord is bringing our attention to something very important that we all need to face it and decide which way to go. Hallelujah. A life saved is all for Jesus and the gospel. Hallelujah. Um, It is important that we take some time off to figure out our roles for God since we became children of God and to follow it. Because what you will observe is that God does not save a man and ask the man to just go, I have saved you. Go and do whatever you want. It is not like that. God saves everybody and brings him to himself, brings the individual life to himself, that he may use that life for him, Jesus, and for the gospel. Praise the Lord. Very, very clear. We don't live for we. We live for him. And we do what the good news says we should do. If we lose sight of such, our lives will never come to a complete end. Therefore, this morning, as we started last week and we couldn't finish, I would like for you to pay attention under the subject A life saved is all for Jesus and the gospel. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word of God. And thank you for our gathering, which is not to any man, but unto yourself. For you declared unto you shall the gathering of the people be. We pray that you would help us as we come to study together your word. Let the revelation of your word dawn on our hearts in the name of Jesus. And specifically to bring us renewal so that we will walk in accordance to your word for you to be glorified daily as long as we live in this life, in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 38, is one of the scriptures that every one of us ought to pay a very serious attention to. The Bible said, When he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will be saved. For what will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses his own soul? For what will a man uh, for what will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in an exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him the Son of Man 
also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Praise God. And now let's go to Matthew chapter 19 verse 16 to 22. Matthew 19. Now, behold, one came and said to him, Teacher, what... Excuse me, let me start it. Now, behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God. That is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And he said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall, also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still Lack. Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Amen. Hey! What we will do this short time we have is we will be intermingling with those two scriptures and see what Jesus is saying to us and if the Lord allows us to advance we will press on. But this for the time being will be the focus. And so we start with the book of Mark. The 34. And uh, very interesting. You know, I have read it for you. I want you to do the reading for me. Nobody should be sleeping. Tap the person next to you and say, we are reading. Tap, tap, tap and say, we are reading. Because I thought somebody has closed his eyes. Okay. Alright. One, two. Thank you very much for reading it. But let me say something. Very interesting. Jesus had his disciples with him. And then he had a great multitude also with him. Very interesting. And then Jesus, the Bible says that when he had called the people, he called all of them and said, come guys, I have something to tell you. And then they came. And the disciples, I'm not sure where they were standing. But Jesus said, you are not excluded in this important meeting of all. So come closer and come and hear. For the message was to the, the group of people and the disciples. So Bible is saying that what Jesus has said. It's so important, not only because those people, his disciples, were special people. It's also applicable to them. Praise the Lord. Now, you and I who are sitting here this morning, it may seem as if it was for the disciples and for the group of people, correct? Because they were the ones the Lord was addressing. 
But when he opened his mouth, Papa, when he opened his mouth, he also now included us in the matter. Because he said, whoever, then I discovered that me and you two, we are inside. We were not there on the day that the Lord was making that pronouncement. But now, how many people are here who want to have eternal life? So, we have now been included. So, the matter that we are discussing this very hour, we too, we have been invited to listen. Amen. So, he said, whoever desires. few days ago, the Lord taught me something. And I'm still on it. Because of the word desire. The Lord taught me that many of his children desire a lot of things. But desire will never help them until the thing that they desire to do, they have done it. I said, hey. Then quickly, he opened my eyes to the scripture again. So, that one is for another time. Hallelujah. So if ever you have always desired to do something in this church and you have never gotten up to do, you will never be credited with the reward that you so desire until you have gotten up to get it going. And we will talk about that. But for the time being, he said, whoever, whoever includes who, me. Can we all respond? Whoever includes who? Praise the Lord. So then, this matter that he is talking about is so important and it needs to be reflected upon and serious decisions taken. When he said, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Dear ones, may I say, Jesus has opened the door to anybody who wants to follow him. And anybody who really wants to follow him must make up his mind that until that person has has made a decision to deny himself and to take up his cross, No matter how wonderful he is, he is not going anywhere. Praise the Lord. Now, we will switch quickly to Matthew. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You are there, or is Awusi? One of my daughters, yes. Can you read the scripture for me? Today we are all going together. I don't have Mrs. Ayi to read for me. So read. One, two. Praise the Lord. Now, somebody also quickly comes. He has looked and observed the ways of Jesus for some time. And was so convinced that he was a man from heaven. He had answers to life. If you are here and you don't believe that there is eternal life, may I announce it to you that I won't waste time. There is eternal life. You can never die as a chicken. When you die from this life, you will face realities. We are believers of that. And we make no apologies. Praise the Lord. Jesus was there. He did not invite the man. He did not invite the man. The man was himself got up in the morning, took his bath. And then he went to look for this Jesus man. And something that has bothered his mind for a long time. But could not get anybody to answer that matter for him. But by observation he saw that "Mm -mm, this man will be able to answer me. So he goes and his question is so simple. He is addressing Jesus, good man. You know why he did that? Sometimes when you want people to do things for you, there is a way of wrapping them in. 
he was also a natural man. He was rapping. He's, he's oh, good man. Thinking that by rapping Jesus, Jesus will give a favorable answer. Good man. And quickly, because Jesus read through his reaction, he said, there is no one good, oh, only God. Let your attention be on God. He cleared the bush quickly. But then he says that, what must I do to have eternal life? In fact, is there anybody in this church right now who doesn't want eternal life? Let that person lift up his hands and we will talk about that. Oh, then I'm very glad that everybody here, here wants eternal life. And so, when he said, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus quickly, in the next verse, said to him, Why do you call me good? We've talked about that, so let me quickly jump. No one is good but one. I think last week I talked a bit about it, and the truth of the matter is that you can be born by a pastor. You are no good. In sin did your mother conceive you. Except you are washed by the blood of Jesus, you are no good. So Jesus said there is only one man who is good, and that is God. Hallelujah. Now he goes further to say, But, if you want to enter life, another, excuse me, another way for eternal life is enter life. This life here, there is a real life which we have begun. If you you want to enter, now, there's something I want you to catch. If you want to, you haven't, and if you want to, there is something you need to do. So he comes and says, if you want to enter life, if you really want to enter life, keep the commandments. I am glad. Keep the commandments. The next verse, he said to him, before I go ahead, let me just ask a very simple question. Somebody who keeps the commandments, such as what Jesus has said, that shall not bear false witness, that shall not commit adultery, honor thy father and thy mother, uh, ten commandments of Moses and others. Anybody who does that, what is the single name for that person? Who can help me? Papa, Try because I saw your mouth moving. Huh? Speak, they want to hear you. He is righteous. Righteous. You have tried. If that man was righteous, I am sure at the end of the day he will not be sorrowful. A keeper of the law is a religious person. I haven't read it from nowhere. This one is Holy Ghost interpretation. Praise the Lord. When a person keeps the law, don't do this. Do this. Do that. That shall not do. You are a religious person. A religious, a religious person is someone who is trying to do his best to serve God. And so when Jesus said to him, keep the law, the commandments, and then he comes back and he says something very fantastic, which I would like for you yourself to read for me, please. One, two. I didn't see some people's mouth move. So we'll do it again. One, two. Sounds better.
Let's continue with the next one. Go. The next scripture. Something is knocking. He said, I am coming from a a home that the law is not something you joke with. My father taught me that you should observe these things. And I have done it from childhood. I have followed the law without any breaking of it. And therefore, it's not a problem. But by the way, is there something else that I lack? Let's pause for a second. Brothers, if that man, deep in his heart, did not know that with all the observations that he has made, with regards to observing the law, did not know that that alone could not save him, he would not have proceeded to say, is there anything else? He knew deep in his heart, and may I announce to us, no matter the religious practices we do, whoever wants to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Praise the Lord. Whoever includes we who are in the 21st century, we are the ones that we are being confronted by Jesus this morning with this matter. Now when Jesus said that to him, And when he said that to Jesus, I have kept it all. I have done it. May I say to you, if you come to church regularly, you pay your tithe, you give your friend, you are involved in everything, you will be somebody that your pastor will love you. You are wonderful. But, there may be Something that your pastor may not know. You know, Sunday morning, our beauty is not only in the outward. Sunday morning, we can say peace and many blessings also. Hey. Now, when this man told Jesus that I have done it from my youth, it was a very impressive answer. But I love what he added. Is that all? Really? If, if this is all, then <laughs> may we... Thank you. But when he said, do I lack something? He provoked Jesus. Now to go back to what Jesus told the twelve disciples and the people. Hallelujah. He quickly provoke Jesus because when Jesus was saying that to those people, he was not there. And so he didn't know the condition upon which a man can have eternal life. So Jesus took his time off and now he came quickly and said that, if you have said so, let's go back and talk about it. Listen to what Jesus said to him now. Praise the Lord. Would you like to read that for me please? One, two. Jesus said to him, Go, sell what you have. And follow me. Hey. Hey. Did Jesus invite him to come to him? Are you minding me? Mind me small. Did Jesus invite him? Is he not the one who got up on his own accord and went? Something that has bothered his mind for a long time that he wanted an answer for. He got up, then he went. And he asked Jesus, 
Did Jesus say, you can't enter? You, 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 you can't enter. What you are asking, you can't enter. Did he say that? Jesus said, I have already told my disciples. I have told a group of people. And that what I told them is what I'm also telling you. Now, in your case, this is how it's going to go. Do you really want to be perfect? Because heaven going, by, by the description of Jesus, you must be perfect. Praise the Lord. And that description requires this. If you want to break it down, it means deny yourself and take up your cross. That is the description of that. So now Jesus told him that if you want that, honestly, we can start working on it. You have to start banking and make investment in heaven. And for that investment to yield, for you to have something, for you to look forward and to be able to enter and to be given with that investment, this is the way you ought to do it. By the way, go and sell all what you have. Give to the poor, the needy. And let me ask a quick question. Give to the poor. Give to those who need. Is that not part of our business? Is that not part of the things we are supposed to do? So there is nothing wrong. But we have a big case. When Jesus has told him and said, go and do this thing and come back. The next scripture has a very interesting matter for us. 22. One, two, please. <laughs> ah, but I thought he wanted eternal life. And the way to eternal life has been told. So what's the big deal about it? What we are studying this morning, if we look at it only in the eyes of this brother, the rich young ruler, we'll be making a big mistake. It was written for our admonition, for our instructions in righteousness. Anybody who wants to really enter, the condition is so simple. The summary of what Jesus told him is what he said to the people and the disciples. Now when the man was told, the Bible said that he was sorrowful. It's something I'm trying to figure out. Why was he sorrowful? Ah, but he wanted eternal life. And he has been told what he wanted, what, what he needed to do. Now, who can help me out this morning, right now? Why do you think the man was very sorrowful and could not advance further with what he wanted? Who can help us? Anybody, please feel free. If you don't fall, I will fall. Who's going to help us? You want me to preach myself? Are you saying to me, Pastor, you preach, preach, let's go. I'm not moving. Humanly speaking, I think uh, many a times we base our life on our possession and our material things, so it's very difficult for for us to let go and take Christ. So in conclusion, what are you saying? You are saying that the things he had were so important to him that... Yes, he has so much possessions. Thank you very much. Do you agree? If we agree, we say yes, we agree. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much for that answer. Now, I'm asking myself... Did the man want eternal life? Yes. But the condition to have eternal life was difficult to fulfill. You may think, and I may think, that it is not 
it, it is very easy. Here is a man who has built business for many years. Here is a man who has money and pay, and pay what Jesus said to him, go and obey the commandments. I was so convinced that he was good to his neighbors. Every morning, people who needed school fees from poor families were at the gate of the man. And he sorted them out. Another time, somebody needed capital for business. He gave it. So when Jesus said, you know the commandment, he told him that I have obeyed. The word he said, I have obeyed, means I have done it. And it could not qualify him. So, a child of God, until we sit down, when I say, I didn't say you, I say until we sit down and think seriously and make decisions that come what may, I will follow Jesus. Self-denial is not something that many people have understood what it means. Self-denial. Let him deny himself. The man was so possessed by his possessions, which has made him become so popular. And you want that thing to be cleared off just overnight? I will be sorry for myself. I want us to know and to understand that if we, are really, if we really mean business, it is very important that we sit down and see how are we carrying Jesus and the gospel. Praise the Lord. For God did not call any of us into coming to follow him on, oh, it's okay, just be good. Because I know majority of us, we are good. You won't cause adultery. Will you? False, best false witness, sometimes you can do small. I'm not sure because <laughs> when you haven't seen it, say, oh, he's like that. I saw it. So that you can do. We are not even sure when it even comes to the law. We are not even so sure. But Jesus is bringing a very critical message when he says, listen, it's about time you reflected and understood what it means to follow me. You don't have existence anymore. Praise the Lord. Your existence finito. That's why the title of the message is A Life Saved. It's all, not some. It's all for Jesus and the gospel. Praise the Lord. But to be very honest with you, if we are to reflect, can anyone sitting here this morning be very confident that my life is all for Jesus and for the gospel? We leave that for ourselves to reflect on that. Hallelujah. So when this man has now been told, and as he was moving forward, he made a stop and retreated and was very, very disturbed and sorrowful, it meant that there are certain things we may be valuing more than Jesus. And yet, we say we are Christians. That is the reason for which I said, obeying the commandment simply means you are a religious person. You can be very religious, fulfilling all righteousness, but you may not have taken your time to consider whether you have denied yourself, and whether you have taken your cross, and whether you are following Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Because I have come to know that. You know, I was just asking myself, really, if this man had been able to do that, as Jesus said, would he have lost? I don't think so. 
Because Jesus himself said that there is nobody who will deny himself, come and follow me, and will lose such things. But we sometimes can be so committed to the things that we believe in to such an extent that, Jesus, you understand. But I want to ask a quick question. Dear ones, what do you think would have happened if Jesus said, Oh, you lack only one thing. Your possessions. Can you give me half of it to do the business? What do you think the brother would have done? Eh? Did you say that one is easy? <laughs> uh, maybe it's easy. Now he's saying maybe he will do it. He wouldn't do it. He will do it. It's true. Because if he wouldn't do it, he would not have disciplined himself to obey the law. He would do it. But Jesus never wants anybody's possession. What Jesus wants today is you. And this is where the confusion of our faith is. Most of the time, we try to say, I do this, I do that, I do that. My dear brother, don't be offended. I love you. Me too, I'm inside. When I was studying, and the Lord confronted me on the matter. Have you denied yourself? It is only when you deny yourself, you take up your cross, that heaven can be opened to you, or else the door will be shut. And I discovered that it's something Dennis sit down and consider. Praise the Lord. Your hallelujah is not coming. I said praise the Lord. <laughs> at least, at least, at least, at least we are there together. So when this man became sorrowful, sorrowful, I began asking myself, now I understand we can switch, we can switch now to Mark and then can understand what it means for my sake. Now, go to the verse 34. Thirty-five. And now you can read for me now. One, two. Hey, it is a serious matter. What did the, you know? Bible never told the name of the brother. Can we give him, brother? Alphonse. <laughs> Tango, is anybody Alphonse here? No, I don't remember. No, America. please don't greet me. I say, is there anybody by name Alphonse here? So since, since I don't have any Alphonse here, I can freely say, Brother Alphonse. Now, Brother Alphonse. Came and said, Papa, I want eternal life. And Brother Alphonse had now been told how he can have eternal life. And now the Bible says that whosoever desires. Now, did Brother Alphonse didn't desire? And I believe everybody sitting here this morning has a desire to go to heaven. True or false? Hey, hey. Then we have to do something. Praise the Lord. You know, don't, don't be offended, I beg you. I won't have you know. Yesterday I was talking to somebody and I said, <laughs> I thank God Jesus died for me. I love him. I will say, but if I don't make it to heaven, then it would have been a wasted life. So what I'm seeking for is that what must I do to be able to enter? And this morning, I just want you to have the same question on your mind. You know, Brother Alphonse asked that question not for him alone, but for you and me too. And in answering Jesus was very clear. He said, whosoever. And it is our time. Kennel is our time. So we have a big case. Now I see Jesus in Mark. 
that apparently what Jesus said was so heavy. And it needs a careful thinking through. Now, something has happened. The man who said he wants eternal life has retreated. So what do you think per the scripture has happened? He loved his life. And because he loved his life, he, as the Americans would say, ain't going to get nothing. The Americans who haven't gone to school, we haven't met them before. They are terrible more than me. Because I, I happened to be living in one's house in the days of Reverend Macaulay. And I never heard, I never understood anything. He called his his uh, she called the husband, hey chap. And when I came to talk, to tell my wife, she started calling me, hey chap. <laughs> so when you come to a house and never you, you hear something, hey chap, the history behind it. Now this woman will call her, hey chap. She will rattle, and I will not say anything. The man too was a very. He was a mason, and uh, unfortunately for him, he was working on a tall building, and he fell. So he became disabled, and he loved God. He will be watching preachers, and as they preach, he's called Jerry, Jeremiah. That's how he was rejoicing when the preacher men were firing. And the wife will come, hey, chop! And I said to Reverend Marco, is there another different language in America? The old man told me that Dennis, he's speaking English. <laughs> and I realized that, that English is different. Jesus is talking now, and the English he's speaking has become a different language to my man who wants eternal life. And so I want to plead, brethren, that from today going... May you sit down and make deliberate decision and trust God to give you understanding what it means to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow. Because if you, if you don't consider, you may be doing religious practices and you will be shocked. The man was a religious man. He went by the law, the, with the law blameless. But when he came to taking up his cross, there was a problem. Hallelujah. And this is what we are faced with. If you are not careful, you won't have, you won't have somebody to tell you that, watch it all. Oh, he's a good brother. Everything he's doing is fine. Please allow me to just provoke your hearts more. Because it is God who is provoking all of us. Consider, have you died to yourself? When he said, deny yourself. Do you have, Akusha, do you have message? Aushi, do you have message? You have message? Ah! Let's go to message. The version called message. Huh. Uh-huh, it's there. Can you speak it for me? One, two. Wow. He said, self-help. Self-help. Helping yourself is no help at all. If you wonder what Jesus is talking about, self-sacrifice. Take the knife to slaughter yourself. Self-sacrifice is what? The way. And it's my way. As soon as you begin to save yourself, Yes, saving yourself, your true self. Praise the Lord. Let's go further. 36. What good would it do to get everything when you want and you lose it? That real you. Praise the Lord. So, I want us to become saints. 
I want us. I'm not judging anybody. I'm only... In fact, the best person to do the judgment is yourself. I'm only examining myself and asking whether I have reached and I have taken that decision of denying myself. And what does it mean to deny myself? And I see it practically in the life of that brother Alphonse who said, what you are asking me is not possible. I built my business and I can see some of the things going through his head. I built my business when you were not here. You don't know how good I have done. And the next thing that he probably could be saying that can't you give me a little credit? And the Lord also in his heart was saying, the credit has only one leg. Self-denial and picking up your cross. I want us to begin to see that it's so important to really examine ourselves. So when I hear the book of Corinthians talk about check yourself and see, it's very important we do that. Praise the Lord. Now, Because I noticed that. Any life that is saved, whether the person likes it or not, he has no right to live for himself. If you want me to advance it, I can do that. Romans chapter 14, verse 7 to 9. And I see the Bible said, now let's take that from, okay, thank you. From New King, King James. Romans 14. For none of us lives to himself. And no one dies to himself. Even when we are dead, we are the lost. Praise the Lord. The thing is becoming serious. Though. Even when I'm, I'm being carried to be buried. Now I understand why the messenger of Satan was fighting with the angel over the body of Moses. I, 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 I believe that he was, of course, Moses in particular, they wanted his body because, you see, Satan knew that Moses was somebody that the whole Israel would listen if he appeared. So if I could get his body and I can put in some spirit to say, yeah, Moses, I have come, oh, they will hear so there was a very big fight between an angel of God and the angel of Satan, messenger of Satan, until an archangel came in and he said, May the Lord rebuke you. Jude 1.9. May the Lord rebuke you. And then the power of that agent of Satan was broken. And the angel took the body and hid it. You see, we have a God who... Moses' body was buried on the earth and Satan didn't know where it was buried. Oh, we serve a living God. Satan doesn't know everything. So it's about time you rise up and follow the Lord. You believe that? Shout a big amen. Because if he knew it, he would go and dig it. So, contrary to some of the beliefs of the saints, Satan is not omnipotent, omnipresent. He is not everywhere at the same time. There is only one. Our God is. Praise the Lord. He is the only one. Up to today, we don't know where Moses was buried. So he could not do anything with us. But I hear God now talking. And he says that when I die, I'm for the Lord. When I'm alive, I'm him. I'm for him. So may I now encourage you, what can you do to live for Jesus? What can you do to promulgate the gospel? Because he's the one who said that you deny yourself 
And then he steps down and says that for me and for the gospel's sake. So anything that we do to promote the kingdom of God, we are on the right path. Hallelujah. If, you know, if, if we have to preach the gospel, get into it. Don't do it, biara biara, because it has served one purpose. Hallelujah. Then the next thing that he said is that, for my sake, for my sake is what we have just read, nobody lives for himself. You live for Jesus. In other words, whatever Jesus wants you to do is what you should be interested in to do. And so it makes it very easy. Whenever you have to do anything and you are finding it difficult, you can just quickly pause and say, if Jesus were here, what would he do? And you can easily say, I represent him, and I will do it this way. Now, let me tell you something. Most of the time, it's not difficult. But once in a while, you can find yourself in very tight corners when you wouldn't know which to do. But any time I got to the point when I had to ask that simple question, if Jesus were to be here, and then I put Dennis aside, put his interest aside, and I said to myself, if Jesus were here, what would he do? Any time I was bold to simply ask that question, immediately I had an answer to do it. Praise the Lord. May I encourage you that whenever you are confronted with difficult things and you don't know where to switch to, just simply ask and say, Lord, how can we do it? How would you want it done? And surely he would answer. Are you listening to me? Are you sure you are listening to me? If anybody wants to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Where is your cross? And follow me. Now, you know, where we are finding ourselves, we are planning our lives, minus Jesus. We are advancing in every aspect, minus Jesus. It's all about us. Now, even in Christendom, you don't see people who are dead to self. Everybody say, my interest is first. That's why we are having all kinds of offenses. Because the issue is that, why, why is he talking like that? I mean, I don't like that. Church, I'm begging you. Jesus said, deny yourself. When a person has denied himself, he doesn't get offended because... Uh, why? You are not guns. Oh, I've, I've beaten some people. Praise the Lord. All of you, do you understand what I said? A powerful woman, you too understand? I, my own too, is King James. It's okay. Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us to die. I'm, you know, in my walk with God, I'm... You know, sometimes, brethren, let me tell you, sometimes when I'm, I'm studying scriptures and I'm confronted with issues, now sometimes I ask myself whether I'm born again. <laughs> Honestly, I, whether I'm born again. Because, teacher, the things that Jesus say, and especially this passage which I will plead that every one of us, I'm about closing, every one of us must go back and look at it again. Do you want to follow me? Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And I have given you practically what it means. When Apostle Paul, as I come to a close, when Apostle Paul got to this portion, and he knew that he has made the mark to enter heaven, I love something that he said, and I will just read through because time will not allow me. In, in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 20, I will read, but there is one portion I want, and then I will say amen, and we are finished. Hallelujah. Last week I read the scripture, those who were here, but I couldn't say much about it. The Bible says that, for I have no... One. 
It's not 20. 120. 120. You are 220. Thank you very much. Now, he said, according to my earnest expectation and the hope that is in nothing, I shall, and the hope that is nothing, I shall be ashamed. In other words, I shall never be ashamed of Jesus Christ. But let me quickly go. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by death, uh, whether by life or by... So, a man, when he denies himself, one of the things that must be so practical is that everything that has to do with Jesus is the thing that has to be magnified. Praise the Lord. Now, he goes further to say, For to me, to live is Christ, and die is gain. He is establishing that. Listen, in this life, if I'm living, it is only Jesus who ought to be magnified. Praise the Lord. May I, I challenge Dennis and I challenge you that this life that you are living, may it glorify Jesus. For me to live is, is Christ. As soon as you close yourself and they put you in that casket, if you live for him, you have gained eternal life. So, when he used the word, to die is gain, is gain because you will not be tempted again. It's gain because you will not find yourself on the crossroad whether to decide to go left or to go right. You have made it. And I urge us all that may you fight until you have won that indeed I am following Jesus. And that's one, the Bible says that, but if I leave, this is where I want you to get to. But if I leave in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. Let me add the rest and then I will tell you. For I am hard pressed between two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is... Let's continue. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for... I pray that you will come to this understanding that whenever you are leaving, you are leaving for the gospel. Now, when he was saying this, he was trying to establish what Jesus has already said. That you know something? If I'm leaving, I am leaving to be able to equip somebody to become like me as I'm following Jesus. So that's why Jesus said that if anybody desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross and follow me. Then for my sake and for the gospel's sake. So when it comes to the gospel, I plead and I want us to know that this church, may we be so committed to the spread of the gospel in the name of Jesus. For my sake means you live the life he would live. For the gospel's sake that you are committed to the propagation of the gospel. That's what it means. And so when Paul had the desire, a desire to go, that meant that I want to go. But he says that a desire, of course, as I already told you, is a wish. Having a desire doesn't mean it will happen. But he said that now, Listen, brethren, me, I've done all I could, oh, and I'm waiting for my crown. But I want to wait. My waiting means I must labor. And my waiting means as I labor, may you enjoy my labor. And I pray that as much as you are doing good to others, you are blessing people, paying school fees, you are supporting the poor, which is a good thing, is part of it. May you also accept the responsibility of the preaching of the gospel. Nevertheless, remain. And I'm not saying be like me. I beg you. But in your own small way, may you affect somebody's life. Most Christians in our day are not committing, committed to discipling others. Make time for somebody's life. 
and let that life become something worth. When he was speaking to the Philippian Christians, he said, It is needful for you. I have stored so much in me that I want to give it to you. Therefore, I want to stay. If I'm staying, it's for my labor. When the Lord opened my eyes to see that, I said, Dennis, you don't have any interest. Your interest is to live for Jesus and the gospel. May the Lord help us. As I finish reading by the 29, let's continue 25, and then we'll start. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all of your progress and joy. Then he said that he's very, for your progress and joy of faith. He's saying that this is it. And so all leaders, church leaders, everybody, may I say that it's about time we became so committed to Jesus that we would have somebody that we are pouring ourselves into. Amen. Verse 26. That your rejoicing for me may be more abundantly in Jesus Christ by the coming to you again. 27. Only let your conduct, only let your conduct be worthy of what? The gospel, once again. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So what the people we are helping, we should make sure that they are living the life of Christ. We should not take it for granted. It's very important. So that whether I come to see you or absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of what? The gospel. Praise the Lord. And not in any way terrified by your adversary, we will not be moved by anything. Which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, that from God. And finally 29. For you it has not been granted, uh, sorry, for you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. As I come to a close, would you like to pray and say, Lord, open my eyes unto this course that I may live for you and for the gospel. I may not understand it all, but since it looks like it's a great conditionality, please open my eyes. Shall we stand, please? Sorry. Just two minutes prayer. Very serious prayer. Asking the Lord. Lord, I need to understand. I need to know what it means. Now it's not only for me to believe only, but to deny myself. Thank God we have believed, dear ones. But Jesus is asking us that the belief must step into self-denial and also for the sake of the gospel. Probably, it may be, for now, may be difficult, but you can ask the Lord, Lord, may you open my understanding to this matter, so that I may understand it. Lord, we stand in your presence this hour, because of what Jesus said to the disciples and the people of his time, and then also even to our very lives, that if we want to follow him, we should deny ourselves and take up our cross. You practically gave us this brother. But as we stand in your presence right now, we are asking for one thing. That the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened in the knowledge of this matter that you have raised this morning. The Lord, we will come to the full understanding how it is to deny ourselves and to take up our cross and to follow you. I'm praying this because, Lord, if you don't help us with understanding, we may be building up our own righteousness in our own way. Thinking that I'm doing this and therefore it should satisfy you. I beg you heavily, Father, that you will show mercy to us, O God. Because we have found out that denying self and 
for your sake and for the gospel's sake is something that is hard. We even saw it in the life of that brother. Therefore, we beg you this afternoon that you show us mercy. Come, O oh, strong to us, Lord, by the Spirit of God, that that understanding will gush out and we will not hide behind ourselves. Ourselves will be put to death and you will reign in us. So we will do everything to please you. Thank you so much for coming away one more time to bring us understanding to your word. May we increase in the knowledge of your will. Having heard your word. In Jesus name we have prayed and everyone said. Thank you very much.